0: Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we it.
1: We're back. It's episode 137 of How We Seize It. This time we're tackling Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we're going to, uh, we, we did uh, Top Gun, uh, the original 1986 movie, not too long ago. And this time we're going to tackle the new release, uh, Tom Cruise's two-year uh, in waiting uh, due to the pandemic release of Top Gun Maverick. Um, made it from 34 years to 36 years uh, difference. Um, and yeah, so, I think uh, it was actually
0: three years in the waiting because wasn't it originally released to be released in 2019, but they postponed it because of needing to do some reshoots oh and, okay did, yeah i, to, to I do add add some more footage for the the battle sequences and uh and then again another two years because of the pandemic yeah. well, i
1: know it was like it was right right before or right after everything hit down they're like oh no and they were like one of the ones that like kept jumping like oh we're gonna go three months nope no. Nope, nope, uh, now we're gonna it was like we re- they really wanted to go out in the theaters and i understand why this is yes. this is a movie you want to see in the theaters for sure um it is. It's incredible. Uh, before we get to that, uh, Howie sees it is a podcast where we discuss uh, different uh, avenues of entertainment, books, movies, shows. Uh, but with with that, with with that, we uh, create a, a custom uh, cocktail or drink that we. Uh, here right towards uh, whatever it is we're talking about and that's no different this time. Uh you can tell we've been off for a week. Uh uh, <laughs> uh things are rambling and rumbling all over the place. But yeah, that uh we're going to get into these drinks real quick uh so we can uh, start talking about stuff. Steve, I'll let you go first.
0: All right. Well, again, no mention we've been off for a week. I think we originally were planning to do this last week, but that got postponed and uh then I went on vacation. You got sick and amongst other yeah. things it's and and well, tough that, that's why I got postponed
1: <laughs> Is i uh, uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll just do the drinks and then we'll talk about all why right. we were a little late with these
0: <laughs> all right so i did a drink called pillow talk and this is kind of a kind of something i saw the, mo- the movie twice and both times it struck me that uh i was kind of looking for the differences between the original and this one and one thing i noticed was that this Movie played it a little safer. It didn't take as, as, quite as many risks as far as, you know, you didn't have a lead character that was completely cocky. They never named the enemy. Uh, <laughs> they kept that safe. And one of the essential scenes from or one of the most notorious or memorable, well, I don't know, I don't, I, neither of those words are correct, but uh, a, a very potent scene from the first movie was the sex scene between uh, Pete and... Um,
1: oh, right, right, yeah. It, with take the, my tongue, the tongue The tongue wrestle. Yeah.
0: And this movie hits on a lot of nostalgia and you see a lot of repeated shots that just kind of call out the first one. But notably absent is, is the sex scene. In fact, they go straight from their their meeting where they're just about, they're getting ready, they go, go into the kiss and it does a crossfade to them sitting in bed and talking to each other and having some intimate conversation where we get to see the more vulnerable oh, side of the pillow talk. Yeah. Got it. Of, of Pete Mitchell. Um and uh, I thought it was kind of amusing. I, I thought I, I understand why they cut out the sex scene. Uh, it's something that's uh, fit more into the eighties and and these days we're a little bit like I don't know, we roll our eyes if it's if it's a little bit so much do you more. think it, jennifer connelly Do you think but-
1: Jennifer of a didn't want to have a sex a scene with him? I
0: don't know. I, mean, I don't
1: know. she's like yeah you know I mean it's Tom Cruise but it's Tom Cruise I mean he's not he's not the sex symbol he was before yeah
0: yeah anyway <laughs> you know originally I looked for some Jeremiah Weed which is a, a go-to uh, whiskey from that, that a lot of, a lot of pilots uh, fighter pilots drink in fact they even a call, have kind of a call out to that uh, because he gets ejected at Mach 10. And uh, lands mm. lands in the middle of the desert and walks into a to a, a diner and gets some water. And I guess that's the old story is that some some guy piloting an F-4 ejected back in the day in the middle of nowhere and ends up uh, parachuting next to a, um, a bar. And he walks in and he says, give, give me whatever you got. And that's what they gave him, some Jeremiah weed. But Anyway, I couldn't find Jeremiah Weed. It's not something that's sold locally, so instead I went with a pillow talk, which does have. I hey, know some... it.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> it's I got, like it. It's rye whiskey. It's two ounces of rye whiskey. It's got a half ounce of Campari, uh, three quarter ounces of lemon juice, half ounce of pineapple juice, and half ounce of simple syrup. Most ingredients I had. So uh, I thought, wow, I'm sold. I, I did actually, have to, have to, I, I almost went with a whiskey. I had a a bourbon, but I, I ended up going out and getting a rye just because I like rye okay. I I, since nice. I didn't have any. Um, but uh, here we go. And In, into a, into a, our how we seize it, tumbler, you know.
1: Nice. And, and, and then you're going to taste it and tell us what Pillow Talk tastes like.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling rather vulnerable. I have something intimate to share with you. <laughs> so that's let's get, what it tastes let's like. Let's get all right. cozy in this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds good. That's that's a, a, sounds like a tasty one. It looks really good too. I, I something about like those orangish reddish colored drinks. They always look tasty, regardless of what they taste like. They always look like they're going to be good. Right, you know, you know
0: it, something about the look. It's interesting because this is pineapple juice and lemon juice as far as the juice, but when I taste it, it tastes like it's grapefruit juice.
1: Oh, okay, I like grapefruit juice, so yeah, I'm, I'm to with that. I did too, but it's just got. I you bet know, you that's part oh, of you campari, know, the Campari. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say you're right. It's the Campari because there's your bitter element. Yep. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: cool. Uh, I was looking for a couple different things, and one of the things that struck me was, is I wanted to. Uh, the thing with top gun is is in and fighter pilots is they got they got the cool nicknames right they got their call signs and in this, this is no different we got some really cool call signs you know hangman fanboy uh phoenix uh but we got bob <laughs> right bob bob is bob is his, his call sign and and they're just just bob and, and nobody knows what it's for I, I have to think that it's you know it's like he sees from somewhere like Bakersfield and is, you know, it's, it's, you know, badass of Bakersfield or something like that. It's got to be something like that. Or, or I think, uh, hangman says it's baby on board, uh, or, uh, big old balls might have been one of them. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I liked, I like to call Stein Bob. Uh, I just liked the character. I thought, I thought he was a, an interesting character because everybody else was, you know, the machismo and the, the bad, you know, and he just kind of was like a normal guy, but he was the best at what he was doing. So yeah. I thought that was real cool. So... Uh, I was looking for Bob cocktails, and I came up with this one that I thought was it. It doesn't fit him exactly, but it's it's really a drink that I kind of wanted to make. It's called a Dirty Old Bob, uh-huh. and maybe maybe he is a dirty old guy. We never know, you know. Maybe he he, he secretly is, you know. He he's a dirty guy. Uh, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> maybe it should have been called Dob. Um, but anyways, this is a uh, two ounces of uh, 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 whiskey. Uh, they called for Jack Daniels, um, two uh, an ounce and a half of pineapple uh point uh quarter ounce of lime juice a couple uh fresh mint leaves they asked for ha- half of egg white and we know i don't do egg white but i i did use my uh, my uh, foamer uh used that <laughs> in there so it, it gets the it gets the foam a uh, couple uh dashes of uh, bitters i have an orange uh bitter so I, I think it goes really well with it and this one called for an ounce of honey well i have some honey but i have a problem with honey doesn't always mix well in drinks it like it doesn't dilute as well, especially if it's cold and stuff like that. So I kind of took a little bit of turn off this and I put just a little bit less, I put I actually did put a little bit of honey in it, but I went with a, um, a Jim Bean uh, honey whiskey. There as the base instead of uh, instead of just the honey. Uh, everything else is pretty much the same. Fresh limes, I actually had still, still had some fresh limes. We had some fresh mint out of the garden. Now, it didn't tell me anyth- any way to prepare these, and I saw them as, uh, on top of the pitcher as, like, garnish, but I was like, you know, I want that fresh mint flavor. So I actually kind of muddled them up into the shaker uh, with it so that I shook them up with a little of that mint in there to try and get the juices out of them, you know, directly, instead of just for garnish on top. And uh, so, just like always, I make one, and uh, the wife always wants to try it. So I, I, I doubled the recipe and made one for her. Uh, haven't tasted it yet, but she's literally before I come in there. She goes, "Oh, you're gonna want another one. This is delicious." <laughs> I, so, in our uh, how we Season a little tumbler glass, nice, got it ready to go, and and here we go. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a hot day drink right there. That that is refreshing. <laughs> Uh, really, really smooth. A little on the sweet side for me, which is kind of strange because that's normally not something I uh, am against. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's got a nice flavor to it. I think the mint does come out in a little bit. Uh, almost has a, a a peachiness to it. I I don't know if it's maybe the orange bitters mixed with the pineapple gave it a, a kind of a peachiness. But it uh, real tasty. The foam is really nice on it. I'm 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 all for it. So a dirty old Bob is the way to go.
0: Considering we came at this from very different different angles with our drinks, they're very <laughs> similar in their makeup. You know, you got <laughs> your your whiskey base and your uh, your your uh, juice pineapple juice and uh, and a little bit of bitter and and yeah. sweet in there. And uh, yep, yeah. nice.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. So good. Um. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> the reason this, you know, if if you're following along, you're one of our few. Uh, Loyal listeners, you'll know that we uh we missed a week essentially. Uh we were supposed to do this last week. Actually, we were going to even record earlier on uh, Tuesday because uh we normally record on Wednesday, but you were heading off to Hawaii. Yep. Uh I was coming back from uh Las Vegas at our our big martial arts uh test and tournament weekend and, and seminar and uh get home uh Monday, you know. Days doing great. Uh go go to watch Love and Thunder, join the night towards the end of the night, not feeling really good. Next, that night, I feel like shit. I wake up, and yep, I got it. I got the vid. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had to postpone because I was not doing well. I, I had a couple days, about two, or three days, where I was really bad off, like uh, a lot of muscle pain, um, big cough, you know, just headache, not really able not f- I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to be home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in some, some podcasts or some movies <laughs> or – I didn't even watch TV or nothing for two days. I don't, I mean, I didn't listen. I mean, I didn't do anything for the most part, except for lay in bed and, and just kind of go in and out of sleep for a while.
0: So we were very, cause last, last month uh, I went to Vegas. So saw, yeah. saw Dave Matthews band in Vegas. And the very next day I had, I had COVID. Whereas you go to Vegas see your love and thunder you know your 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 your, yeah. your Thor <laughs> obsession and then what happens the next day you got you got your covid um right so
1: <laughs> yeah i yeah well vegas i think they might just uh they hand it out on the way out or something but no there was a lot of us at the martial arts uh that got it a lot of our school our school actually had to shut down for uh a week okay uh, just because most of the instructors had it uh or were if if haven't tested positive um had minor, minor symptoms, which right. I've, I've, I've actually tested positive, uh, since the 11th. Um, it's now like the 21st. Uh, I can't go back to work until I test negative. Oh, you're kidding. No. Nope. So I've been S- off, I've been off all, all week.
0: So that wasn't the case for, uh, my wife when she got it, she tested positive and basically, and then I think five days later they tested her again. Cause if she didn't have any symptoms and she was tested negative, she could come back. But after 10 days, it was, it wasn't a question of of whether you tested positive or negative you were no longer if you didn't have symptoms and you uh had had it for that long you're no longer contagious you're welcome to come back because according to the according to the nurse at, at her school you could test positive for up to three months um so- yeah
1: well that's what they're saying and so my, that's my work right now uh luckily i work for a company that um I'm not they're not taking my my vacation and I'm getting paid so yeah um we'll see how many more days I I get I I got a test coming today see if I can go tomorrow or not I'm truthfully I I in a way I'm hoping for another day uh just so I can get into the weekend and then, and then maybe head back Monday but yeah it's been a crazy week but it's also I mean I still have had some symptoms I I still have a mild cough and uh my my energy level is really I I wear out fast I've been trying yeah. to do some work around the house so
0: well um I mean I think a lot a lot more people are getting it, but it's certainly not quite the the caliber of of of, well, yeah. of, of a disease. So my wife my prior to my,
1: my wife who rode in the car with me from Vegas didn't ha- didn't have it, was negative all throughout last week. She's supposed <sighs> to be going in for a knee surgery tomorrow. Oh no. Uh but tested positive from a test on Wednesday. Have <sighs> hasn't really had much symptoms, so it, it's it's a fucking nightmare it is it is what it is but anyways you uh you had your trip to uh hawaii how was how'd that go
0: it was great we went to we just went to to maui and uh i think we did it i i like um we usually try to do more kind of adventures we uh a lot of our trips we we do it where we'll we'll get a place well like in this case we actually stayed in three different places We, we stayed on the on the uh west coast lahaina in a, in a condo for a couple couple days then we did on the other side on on the east side uh we stayed at the the hana maui resort road to hana uh, road to hana to get there and then central central maui uh, towards the end um but we had a car rental the whole time so it really we were able to just move around and and keep yeah keep busy and and see the sights and it was it was good. It was really good. And each of those places nice. kinda had a different flavor. A lot more shopping and great almost yeah. like almost like a New Orleans town at Lahaina. That was really cool. But the road mm-hmm. to Hana, that's 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 its own adventure. And then oh the Hana Maui Resort was was luxury. I felt I felt so elite and spoiled and you know we just yeah. two nights because that's about all we could we could afford but it was it was well worth it and uh and then we stayed at an airbnb uh in a loft that had a full you know had a kitchen and and everything nice and um in, in central maui so so it was good, good time and uh, oh and they got a great brewery there we went to maui brewing twice um and uh I, I got a flight of, of some really good beers. They're fierce, which is a double, or no, it's a Saison. A really high ABV Saison was epic, really liked that. So I, I and they also, nice. make the, they make their own spirits too. They've got, uh, they've got some gin. So I picked up a cup. I got a Aloha shirt, with <laughs> the, 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 the Maui Brewing, um, and uh, a, uh, a spirits, one, one of the, I, they don't call their spirits Maui. It's like Lana or Lanu or something. I'll, but anyway, it's a nice shirt um, that I got. So that, those, nice. ended, those ended up being my souvenirs was from the brewing company. <laughs> so.
1: Hey, yeah, you, you get what you can, you know, yeah. and you, you get something that you like. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, the, I've had, uh, I think it's longboard. I think it's one of the beers. There's, yep. there's a, sure. there's a Maui, that's a the Maui I think it's I think that's the blonde. Yeah. Well, I, I remember we went camping and my daughter brought a, a case from them that had a bunch of different ones and, and, really enjoy those those good beers Uh, i've been to lahaina once when i was stationed over in oahu and we we had a a a little trip over to to maui really cool place Uh, but you know that was 30 years ago so you know it it might be a little different but i doubt it it's probably pretty close to the same
0: i doubt it it seemed about you know at least that that old so it's just like a little whaling town but again it has that feel of la jolla or i mean not la jolla um of uh uh, new orleans new orleans yeah yeah um in kind of nice
1: yeah, Hawaii could be fun, Maui could be cool, and it's not a huge island, so you could get where you want to go and do some stuff. That sounds fun. Now, I, I can picture you in, in one of those big, fancy, uh, flush, plush robes. You know with slippers on and you know <laughs> you know getting the room service
0: <laughs> they, they had they had robes there i did i did put one on <laughs> but then, i i know it's, it's where it's where you go to sleep and then you wake up and 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 you know you're, you you look out at your deck you know your deck and it's the ocean yeah. you know you're you've got ocean view and, and grass and it's just it just was it was it was really nice all right oh nice
1: awesome <laughs> yeah. cool well, speaking of nice, let's get into this movie. So we've got Top Gun Maverick. Now, yeah. um, we we a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, Top Gun from '86, and yeah. and we both we both gushed about it. It's it is what it is. Um, you know, it's it's not a oh my god, that's the best classical movie ever. You know, it's not the best story, but it is action packed, fun to watch. And this movie, this this re this sequel, we'll call it. Uh, it It carries that same type of 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 love and right? it it brings that same energy. it is it is not the best written for story. It is not the best written for dialogue, but it is action packed and gets you holding onto your seat and <laughs> loving every minute of it. and it's it's done with what it is. it it's it's a it's a high high adrenaline action flick with characters that you can like.
0: I think uh, I think I was I was very satisfied with the first two acts um, but wasn't blown away but that third act just was epic you know they they really delivered and made this more than it needed to be you know and and uh, I think that the original Top Gun was more a elevated movie but it fit the 80s it kind of had a lot of the for sure the cheesiness of the 80s <laughs> the, uh, the, the the cocky the sex appeal it certainly played into a lot of people like the to-
1: they like to call it corn, yeah. right? A little corniness. Yeah. Well,
0: we did the one with the Patrick Swayze one. I think the week before. Or oh, right. Before that, kind of had had that. Except this one took it a little bit more seriously, or, or maybe just was Tony Tony Scott behind the camera, he kind of gave it a little bit more style, and certainly it, what what
1: you're saying, Roadhouse is corny. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is. Ta- yeah. They 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 fit into a, a genre for sure. Yeah. They they are. They, there is a lot of machismo in it, and you know it's funny. Um, and I even heard, you know, like I do all the time. I I get into the uh, uh, listen to other podcasts and hear what people say. You know, when we talk about Top Gun the originally, there there was a lot of this this homoeroticism about it, and like you know, and people were even saying that there the was the same in this one. And I was like, I I don't. Maybe people are looking for it, and I'm not.
0: Because I, I didn't see I, that. No, I didn't think there was in this. I thought again, I, I think this was a safer movie. They didn't take I think they were taking more risks actually with the eighties one. They were they were playing up a little bit the homoeroticism I and mean, even the director called that out. They were you know, they were they made a cocky, arrogant lead character. Whereas here <laughs> he, he you know, the only arrogant the only thing he does that I think was a little bit uh, questionable was when he pushes the 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 boundaries on on Mach 10 and says I'm gonna go a little faster but other than that you know they were very careful with his thought he was a good person you rooted for him but you his his decisions Ooh, made sense that's
1: that's a that's a that's a take I'm not so he I don't know if he's a good person okay I, I I, I, me personally, I, I don't, I don't think he is, he is someone to, to look up to, essentially.
0: Well, I think they did a lot to kind of, you know, he ended up pulling uh, Rooster's. Uh, uh, the, 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 here's the pillow talk. When he's having the pillow talk with Jennifer Connelly's mm-hmm. character with Penny, uh, you know, he, sh- he, he basically admits that's why Rooster doesn't like him because he pulled his, uh, his application right. to flight school, but then. It was, it was not just flight school to the academy. To the academy, okay. Um, but uh, you know, he explains that uh, it was his mother's request, and he'd rather Rooster hate him than also hate his mother. And I thought the way they scripted that was very carefully done, and made him out to kind of this. Okay, that makes sense. We're going to root for him. So I, I thought that was carefully <laughs> done, uh, and and safe, safely done. I don't think people act this this. Are, are quite this uh, maybe maybe so, it's because yeah. of his age or something like that. Uh, it didn't make yeah. That's
1: go ahead. That that's the other thing is there there is no way in hell that that guy would have remained in the military with the actions that I mean I mean the the fact oh, that he right. survived right. <laughs> the first one without getting court-martialed is, is a, a you know crazy. The fact that he's still in and you know they talk about oh you know you should be a rear admiral by now but you're still just a captain which. First off, being just a captain is not a, a, a you know, a snuff. Because that, I mean, there's a lot of people that only get to captain. And part of the reason is because you can only move up if someone else moves out. Right? You know, they don't just make, oh, shit, well, we got these guys that have been here for a while. Let's make some more admirals. No, there's, there's a set number of them. And if someone's in your spot and they don't retire or move on, you don't get to move up. So the fact that he made captain is huge to begin with like I'm surprised he wasn't, you know, first off arrested and put in in Leavenworth for the shit he's done because y- you can't just get away with the stuff he does and that's where I say he's not a good person.
0: He he had his wingman. Come on. He had <laughs> he had ice okay. looking out for him. <laughs> Yeah, but there's only so much a guy can do. I, yeah. I mean, it, it no, I, now now we,
1: he is an improvement from the first movie. He he does have an improved personality from the first movie, although he still uh, violates California state vehicle code by not wearing a helmet on his motorcycle. I know, and this time it's it's it's,
0: <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually the law. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing to keep in mind that that this is a a movie that's two two hours. They got to cram a lot of stuff in, and if they played it. Yeah everything politically correct, you know, by the book or something like that didn't stretch the 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 <laughs> uh, stretch the imagination, have a little fun, and and you know, it's not I, I mean you can make a movie that satisfies all the hardcore critics of of, of military <laughs> I know. And, and you know they brought I, I watched a lot one of the things I did in my research was watched a lot of YouTube videos with with actual High end fighter pilots, actually a Top Gun uh, uh, teacher, instructor and stuff. And, you know, they're very there was one of the guys that was saying, yeah, a lot of the stuff is far fetched. Yeah, there. But but it could happen. You know, they they kind of gave scenarios where (laughs) where it could happen. And, you know, in my book, I guess that's good enough. And at the same sure. time, at the same time, if they stretch the limits, come on, it's a movie. You still, you still want to have that fantastical I, thing. I thought this movie had a good balance of that. So.
1: No, I agree with you. I, I, <laughs> I just, I want to say, uh, he is, he is some. Well, we root for him because he, you know, he's Tom Cruise, and and you have to root for him in his movie, otherwise he kicks you out. You know, he told us that in the beginning when he came and said, "I made this for you guys, and you will love me." Uh, but no, I mean, it, I, I, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but I do love top gun i do love top gun maverick it was a good movie It was a fun What's, movie
0: tell me, tell me this what tell me a tom cruise movie that you've seen that bugs you because it's tom cruise movie uh, co- because huh cocktail cocktail okay um i, I say that I, because I, I think he often uh overcomes his bad image with Scientology and kind of his his personal life. He continues to very often make I, really good movies. We talked about this in Talk to Me too.
1: Yeah, I actually I don't like um a lot of the of him in um the Mission Impossibles. He bugs me in Mission Impossible. I like the movies. Yeah. And I like all the other characters. I don't like
0: him. Yeah. He's Which, done some, uh, he's had some Duds, uh, with The Mummy, but, I think that
1: was a... Oh, a... uh, I haven't even seen The Mummy, and partly is because I know he's in it, and I'm like, uh no, I've already seen... Br- Brandon Fraser does the best mo- uh, <laughs> Mummy ever, oh, and yeah. so and mummy I don't need to see movie. another movie. Um But, like, I have to say, uh Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai, for me, is an incredible movie. I, I love that movie, and even he can't ruin that for me.
0: Yep. So... And, and we, mean, so maybe not on all- collateral. I think is, uh, would be my favorite. Tom Cruise. Oh, what was the movie? other? Uh, Vanilla
1: Sky. Is it Vanilla Sky? That's another one yeah, where he bugs me. <laughs> that's a weird
0: one. You know that that was kind of like a fan of the opera. He comes out all deformed halfway through the movie. And but one of Cindy's favorite movies is uh, uh, Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. Uh, which is oh, just tongue in cheek action, but it's 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 a lot of fun just to watch uh occasionally. Right. Yeah.
1: Well this one though, we don't we, we don't get too much Tom Cruise of Tom the Tom Cruise-ness. I mean he no. is he is Maverick. He, he he set that character a long time ago and and he has hit that guy. And it plays out great. Uh I like the new um I don't want to call them recruits because they're not recruits. They're they're the the young guns, right? The 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 new, the pilots that are coming back to Top Gun. These are all pilots that have been through Top Gun. They're all coming
0: back right. for this, Hangman, this extra. Phoenix, Bob, right. Hammer, Warlock, right.
1: And, uh, and, I mean, we get a handful of them, like five, six that they talk about, but there's actually, like, 16 of them there, which I thought was kind of messed up. I, I kind of wish they would have played a little, like, showed a little bit more of them,
0: you yeah, know? Yeah, that's, that's, gets, that's the, uh, the screen time. You've only got so much time. If you start yeah. on too many characters, you can't develop an emotional attachment.
1: Oh, and, but they check all the diversity boxes. Everybody's there. <laughs> they, yes, you know?
0: yes. Although I think this movie has gotten some, uh, some high marks – from the uh, the non woke crowd. The crowd that doesn't wanna see agendas. Being, oh, because they so, do
1: it they do it a good way. Yeah, they, they do it they don't they don't push an agenda. They just go, hey, I these are the pilots. Yeah, that's
0: where it's it's very safe. It's like, yep, we've got all we're checking all our boxes and yeah. and we're just gonna but but all all legit, you don't question it going, Oh, that's not the case or
1: <laughs> And they and they do it in a, in a good way because they don't like they don't pander to it. They don't like Pat themselves on the back and say, Hey, look, we got this. And, and well, it does, it, it does it in a good way. And, I, and I'm glad.
0: Do you think, I mean, it's, it's a very safe way. It uh, kind of, it stays away from being too risky. Um, what do you think about, I, I was just thinking of this today when you think about people that are, you know, putting out things that are more agenda based, are they taking risks or are they just pissing you off? I mean, how do you take risks in movies these days by, by, playing things safe uh i i I don't i I, was just thinking this stuff i wasn't i didn't
1: i i don't think playing agenda-based things is is risky in a way um i think it's pandering and to me
0: um you think even though there's so much uh so much pushback on that stuff these days i mean there's
1: oh but there's pushback from one side and and love and 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 you know, like, oh my God, you guys are so good. Even if it's crap from the side that that wants all that, so it, it it's both sides. It just depends on who you're pandering to. Yeah. And and like I said, I don't I don't want to see it or not see it. I want to see a story. If it, yeah. if it's if it's important to the story, then put it in there. That's fine. I don't I don't care about that. But don't don't pander to me and and force your agenda on me. That doesn't have anything to do with the story I, I just the, because you want to make a point.
0: I think the opposite <clears> can be true, too, where if it's not important, then who cares who you cast? If it is important, absolutely. But if it's not important, if you throw in someone that doesn't nece- – I mean, if, then, then
1: – Yeah, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about necessarily casting more story, story-driven stuff, too. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I was watching um, uh, DC's Doom Patrol, and it starts off great. Like, and this is, this is fabulous. And then it gets to a point where it's like, it's just forcing issues down your throat. And it's not really bringing the story anywhere. And you're kind of like, okay, you had me until that. And, and now on the flip side, <laughs> I started watching Harley Quinn, which is an animated uh, DC thing, which has a bunch of stuff. And it is fucking, it is so good. Uh, it is definitely adult based it is like not for kids there's cussing and and all these adult you know situations and stuff like but it is fucking hilarious and they don't they're not they're putting stuff in there but they're not they're not they're making it part of the story and they're they're not forcing it down your throat and i was like okay that's all good i i'm enjoying it and it's 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 so it's it all dep- and maybe that's just me i mean, maybe i'm you know different demographic than the other people but i thought you're right i thought i thought I don't know if they... I don't think they... I don't want to say they played safe in their story. I think what they did is they wrote a sequel to the first one and stayed with the kind of story they had. You know, they left out the love story, and I think that time can it. Like, they're like, we can have a makeout scene, or we can have two more minutes of uh, fighter jets.
0: Yeah, I don't think safe is, is is necessarily a criticism. It's like It's like, this movie was not about their... You know, they wanted to have a script that that worked, that got you from point A to point B, but this movie elevates itself to infinity because of the epic flight, stuff you know <laughs> you know you can question why they were using F18s over F35s i saw a big you know a lot of people talking about that and they write it off as like some sort of uh, you know gps jamming or something like that but the real the, the main reason was the the F18s you can get in there and you can actually film people doing it F35s most of them are all single pilot so you can't it's going to be all cg well, uh, and <laughs> and so you want to get they they really wanted to get the realism going and i think those you know, you write it off, you give it some reason that, that uh that makes sense. People might question why didn't they use the F thirty fives? It could have been different, you know. But uh but you got to go and actually do the footage that, that looked so oh, I awesome. mean
1: there's there's two different planes in this, Because right? there's the there's a single all right, there's a there is one plane that has a single pilot and then there's the one that has the pilot and his Right, I think that's navigator. the navigator
0: eighteen E versus the eighteen F, maybe? Uh Okay.
1: I, I, I didn't go too deep into it. I could call my dad, and he would be able to tell us I'm sure he he knows all that shit. He's deep into the 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 air force uh fighter lore, and so he loves planes and shit like that so <laughs> but I just I thought that was kind of cool though I mean, all right, so oh yeah <laughs> one of the, this is where I think I'm like, okay, I know why Steve likes this. <laughs> Someone brought this up on a on a YouTube video that this movie is nothing more than the Star Wars Trench run. Uh, the third act is the <laughs> Star Wars trench run, uh, you know, so far that they even have to turn off the electronics and, and, and go Jedi style.
0: Absolutely. Right? They even talk about it in three meters. It's like three meters. You know, they, they, they call, I think they even call it out as three meters. Oh my God. If they would have called it a oh, just, rat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Yeah. I, I I totally saw that, you know, I, I, I agree that that was something that really got me excited, but, but it wasn't just a, a nod to star Wars. I mean, they, they brought in a, they thought it through this whole, this whole trench run or this whole, uh, Cabern run. To, or, yeah. You know. And the way they had to go up and do a inverted, go up, up and over. I heard, I heard pilots talking about that, how you can't, you have to go inverted if you're going to, if you're going to drop down. Oh yeah. That. You got to make that burn. Uh, otherwise, if you don't, the G force is just, you can't, you can't, you're going to lose con- complete control of the, of the plane. If you try to yeah to, to go down there, there was a lot of stuff that I learned. I'm not, you know, I'm not military. I'm not, uh, I've never um, studied uh, fighter pilots or anything like that, but I was fascinated hearing Hearing this stuff, especially how many pilots, even though they 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 could tell that this movie kind of pushed some of the boundaries, but oh, they, sure. they said they you know they got a lot right. They really tried their best, and they hired people to do just that. They hired people and said, "Look, we know this is a this is a fiction movie. This is but but we want to do everything <laughs> we can to make this feel authentic." And yeah. And, that that's cool. That's that's Tom Cruise uh pulling his pulling his weight and saying I'm not going to do it. Well, I mean, they, they really did they
1: did the the flights themselves. So the actors actually <laughs> would have to go up with a like a they had this mounted camera. So they'd have to do their, their own makeup and all their own lighting and all this in the yeah, plane. they had to do editing or stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't I don't know if they did editing, but they did they controlled like when they filmed and all this and the the director had no clue what was coming down until he got back. I guess they would go for like 45 minute flights. And do some of these things, and I'm like, that's freaking crazy. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, so these these guys were pulling those G's. I mean, there's some shots you're like, yeah, I can tell. Also, one of the uh, I, like you, I went in and listened to some YouTube stuff and 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 listened to some of the stuff. And uh, there was a couple of actors that threw up every day, uh, like just.
0: I didn't hear about that.
1: Every flight, yeah, just like there was a couple times they were just like, man. And so some of them did great, some did not. Uh, one of the coolest things I I heard was is uh, Tom Cruise not only set up and, and implemented this, or not implemented, but put together this three-month uh, pilot program for all of the actors that were going to be the pilots that they went through. Um, and then, um, so they kind of got to their beginner pilot's license and things like that then after shooting and stuff like that is a gift of, of, of like a farewell gift he gave him another one that was the next level
0: <laughs> so
1: they, and, and you know that someone was saying it's like you know it's it's a couple thousand dollars worth of but it's it's just the idea that he's like look okay i took you this far i held your hand to this to get you to this point now here's the next level like you know because uh that p um P fifty one, the the fighter pilot or the fighter that he flies at the end, it's it gets kind of in his shop that he's working on, and they fly off in it in the end. Right, right. Uh, That's actually his plane. Right, I heard that. Yeah. And stuff like that, and so he's he's you know from the first one he got so into this and he's done so much and stuff like that and so, you know the fact that he's he's got one of those like I mean that's just a cool plane to have regardless. You know, it, even if it didn't work, like, just to have in your garage, I'm like, yeah, I got this, this P-151 fighter. <laughs> but to actually have a working one that you can go out and fly, I'm like, that's fucking cool as shit. And so, I, I mean, I give the guy props for that. And, and, and moving in through this and saying, like, look, we're going to do – and that, that's Tom Cruise's thing now, right? He – He's going to do all the stunts. He's going to do all the craziness. And, and someone said that Tom Cruise, you know, I was listening to a podcast and they're like, uh, I think Tom Cruise has a death wish. He's basically just going to keep going until someone dares him to do something that he just he can't do. And, and it's going to because he, I yeah. guess in Mission Impossible, he did like a, a, a space drop jump thing where he yeah, drops they, from they, like they, near space.
0: Yeah, and it's like shot in real time where they follow, the cameraman follows him out the back. This is the last. You know, you say you're not a big fan of the Mission Impossible movies, or maybe it's just you said his character. But, man, those movies are epic. The last couple. I like the movies. Okay, okay. I don't care for him. Yeah, but, I mean, he did the, you know, he did his helicopter flying. He did, uh you know, he hung on to the, uh whatever, that jumbo plane. Oh,
1: the side of the uh,
0: plane. At, at, at takeoff and stuff. Yeah, he does some crazy stuff. He, he learned to hold his breath for three minutes to, or whatever that that underwater scene i think in mission impossible 4 or something uh where he has to go underwater that was something that he trained so that he could actually do that
1: uh, i mean it's no it's, the guy's the guy's incredible and and i mean okay first off when you have that much money you can do shit like this
0: yeah but right? you can you can also not do shit like this so you, if you i don't know i i'm, I'm, I'm I I'm, I'm admiring that he does
1: this. Yes, I mean it's exactly it's, it's I'm, just, like I'm just Keanu saying Reeves. it's more
0: it's more than just that he has money. It's it's there's some he does have something driving him. Uh right. Well it's like Keanu Reeves.
1: Like know. I mean He's not out trying to do those crazy, but he, he literally goes out and, and does jujitsu classes and, you know, martial arts and, and, and he does, and then he does these, uh, the gun, the gun courses and stuff like that. Yeah. He, I heard, I heard like he's, he goes and does a this gun gun course like three days a week. I'm like, God damn, that's, that's so fucking cool. I mean, I would love to be able to do something like that. I think Kelly so, Berry I mean,
0: did the same thing when she was prepping for the last, uh, John Wick too, where she, you know, really went hardcore in the dog training and uh oh right right i believe she has the dogs in that one and uh really tried to tried to do the same sort of thing and, and, and
1: she's almost as cool as keanu reeves i mean i'll give her that <laughs> almost um <laughs> all right let's talk let's talk a little bit about uh some of the characters um the the right we got tom cruise it uh back is captain pete maverick mitchell uh jennifer Connolly's playing penny benjamin who was uh she has a, a shout out in the first one, right? Uh, that's the, the Admiral's daughter that, uh, you know, um, Goosey goes, Oh, that's Penny, you know, whatever. And so she's coming back. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I thought,
0: and this is something I, when, cause we saw it together, uh, when it yes. first came out and, I uh, I recognized the first introduction to Jennifer Connelly they're playing the David Bowie song Let's Dance and and I th- yes. I, I knocked you and I said I said you know that's that's a shout out to um, uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Was, that came out the same year. Yeah. Not only that I saw a premiere cuz I got a poster at the theater for Labyrinth. So <laughs> so I feel a connected to that yeah, movie. Yeah, you did. But David Bowie, of course, starred with Jennifer Connelly in that movie, and Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was. And then I I learned later that that was actually on purpose. That was a nod to to that. So that was kind of cool. All
1: right, next we got uh, Val Kilmer returning as Admiral uh, Tom Iceman Kaczynski. How cool was this? I mean, we all. I mean, I don't know if everybody knows, but most people that know Val Kilmer know that he's gone through a throat cancer that has taken his voice and. and and really just kind of ruined his career as far as that goes. Um, And to have him actually in this, not only that, but they did a a voice AI so that he could have those words. Like, because he can't really – and I was like, fuck. I mean – there's people that talk about crying during this movie. I'm not, I, yeah, I was like, oh man, like I, it was so cool seeing him in this. I think, I think
0: a- AI from previous archive voice footage, but also I think yeah. son did some too, to kind of help, help, uh, help uh, shape it or something. So yeah. So
1: freaking cool.
0: I, I, I read about that after I saw the movie. So I did end up getting to see it a second time and I watched it and they do a really, I mean, I, I was convinced the first time that he actually was able yeah, to it.
1: Yeah. It's
0: almost, it's almost sad I did to, too. to know that, Oh my God, they could, he couldn't even speak those words. You know, that's how bad his throat cancer was. He, so this was originally green lit 2010 and they wrote a screenplay, which was ready by 2012. They had Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, and even Tony Scott set to return to direct uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, of course, still uh, producing because it's his baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but then in 2012, when the script was ready, that's when Tony Scott took a, took a dive off the freeway and, and uh, committed suicide. And so they, they put it on hold. And now I, I, I don't, I think at that time, Val Kilmer was still healthy, right? I mean, uh, I think he
1: was, he was in the early stages. If nothing, if, if not, but all. it wasn't,
0: no one was aware mm-hmm. of it. Right.
1: Uh, right. He but, might've uh, been able to do it at that point. Yeah. Depending on what the script was. We don't know what the script might have been, and they had to change it some. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's crazy. And, and I don't know. I wonder if it would have had the impact that it did now 10 years ago. You know, I, I, I mean...
0: I don't know. It, who, Tony Scott would have done, uh, to put a lot of his Tony Scott signature style into it, which... Fit back in the 80s, but I don't think that's what yeah. it made I don't think it's the nostalgia that made this movie, uh, you know, cross part of a, it was part cross, of it was, but I don't think that's what made it cross a billion. I think that's what drove a lot of people to the theater.
1: Oh, okay, but okay, the fact, yeah,
0: yeah. The fact that it, it, you know, is Tom Cruise's most successful moneymaker, and uh, you know, is imagine that, and is surpassed all the all the current box office of all the films the uh, of this year uh, all the MCU movies and and whatnot it's
1: well the MCU has not been what it's been in the past I, but you're right
0: I, but I think that's just because a word of mouth got out that it was a damn good movie it wasn't it wasn't Pandering to nostalgia. Instead, it right. it acknowledged it. It did a really good job. I love the opening that almost is shot. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's shot for shot, but certainly it's, it's the same feel and the same, it plays music. the same,
1: the same, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I got goosebumps when the, uh, when the, the you know, title came up. When the title came up and you hear that little, you know, and you're like, yeah. oh, shit, this is exactly like 1988. <laughs> and then it goes in and and just that's where the nostalgia hit for me, which was one of my favorite parts of the original. So the fact that they made a nod to that. That opening, crazy. you had to
1: use that opening because that, I mean, <laughs> okay, so uh, and, for Ragnarok. And,
0: and, and also uh, uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. I'm glad they they melted. Oh, yeah. Instead of
1: instead of doing a re- rewrite or whatever, yeah. having some of so uh, right. Thor Ragnarok God. has Someone such a, singing it.
0: Oh, God. Have been awful.
1: has such a great opening. Like I can watch just the opening of Thra- Thor Ragnarok over oh, and over again because it's yes. so yeah. Top Gun is the same way. Like that opening, like your adrenaline is going. It is it is like ah, oh, it's magic. So I I'm glad they kind of did a, a you know a new and I mean also. You know, I don't care if people call this a, a you know the original or this one you know a commercial for the Navy or propaganda for the Navy. You know what? Those guys fucking deserve that shit. That is fucking. They're working their asses off. They're doing their job. It is fucking cool as shit. Cause there's other guys in the Navy that go in there and they're out back there peeling potatoes for goddamn to feed the next group. You know, yeah, it's but, like.
0: Shit. But but propaganda comes from the source. You know, if 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 it's propaganda, it's coming from the military. This doesn't. These movies didn't. I'm, I'm sure they got well, a lot more access this second go around because the first one probably drove a lot of. Well, but that's of... what a lot of people
1: were saying in the first one. It was like, oh my God, this is just a big Navy propaganda film, and it's like, nah,
0: it's not really. I, I mean, I it's I think they got a lot of pushback from shooting it, and and uh, so I, I I disagree with that. Just I, I mean, I, I see why people could say that because it does promote. I mean, it it. It makes it Roma- look cool. It romanticizes and makes it look cool. Right, exactly. But you know what? <laughs> if that's the job you get, that's fucking cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we could say that about every goddamn movie that does anything that, you know, makes what they're doing. Let's, right. let's look, at, look at the movies like uh, Ocean's Eleven. They're about criminals. Right. But it makes it look cool. Right. So is that, that is that propaganda a, for that's
0: crime? A, that's a perfect example. I was going to go a little darker, but I think that's a good one that kind of <laughs> like kind of like it's got a certain <laughs> charm to it and stuff and it is exactly like like that. It's 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 promoting crime if you come yeah. down to it. Uh, it's propaganda for uh or like what, what was cri- the, or the Godfather, you know, propaganda Oh, for right, right. You know? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino
1: just across the board. I yeah. mean, just <laughs> he so uh, yeah. So I mean, but this yes. didn't do. I I don't I don't know if this did that much. I don't know. First off, I mean it's hard as fuck to become a fighter pilot, right? I I mean it just you might be a pilot, but to be a fighter pilot, you're you're kind of the cream of the crop, anyways. Because out of i um probably would say out of a hundred pilots in 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 the Navy, you know, there's only probably. Four of those hundred are are actual fodder pilots the rest of them are working on cargo carriers they're working on helos they're working on just you know regular stuff so Mm -hmm. it it is the cream of the crop so yeah it it, yeah those guys are badass and and might as well show them that way and I think they did a great job with it I I loved the training scenes I I loved the fact that it felt so real when they were flying because literally it was but it shows um I know you talked about earlier, you were saying that the, the third act for you was was magnificent in mm-hmm. the first two. I – this is where I almost kind of went, okay, that's uh, a little long in the tooth. This is where it got to – it got to be the point where it's like, okay, now we're going to get into the point where, oh, it's got to be Tom Cruise. So first off, he's got to run, right? We knew he was going to run. So <laughs> somewhere had this. He had to run. Um it just got like the whole the helicopter trying to shoot him down, and then I mean it just it got to the point where we're like okay come on guys come on. But I,
0: I understand I, it. I think to me it's what what made it kind of stand out apart from the original. It, it, to to me up until that that third act it was it was fun I enjoyed it, but it, it still felt very much like a an homage to the original. There were there were oh. the same the same. Um, uh, screenplay you know just the way th- the story was told a lot of nods to everything they, they were like oh let's get this in there let's get this in there. yeah let's give it a little bit of a different <laughs> feel some different characters but it felt very similar um so i think the fact that they really um turned that into more of a well what's that uh movie with uh, oh shit the uh oh shit who's the guy from wedding <laughs> weddings uh the wedding um uh, crashers um <laughs> wedding crashes the the one with the blonde the one from loki
1: <laughs> oh uh uh you uh, you're, uh luke you, um no no wilson uh, oh, wilson, wilson. uh owen, owen wilson, wilson the other owen,
0: wilson owen wilson's in this in this uh movie about a uh, someone who gets trapped behind enemy lines is that what it's called actually behind enemy lines maybe it is Maybe that's all right. right. Something like that. There is a movie called behind enemy lines, but it was very similar to uh, to this situation where Tom uh, Tom Cruise that Pete Mitchell gets himself into after he (sighs) saves saves rooster uh, from from, uh, you know, he basically takes the takes the hit for rooster. Uh, So that was (laughs) that was my biggest
1: problem with is like, okay Tom Cruise, he takes the hit for rooster and he goes down. And then Rooster comes back and saves them and takes a hit, and then they're both down. And then they got to come in and like, oh, let's just dress as, you know, this this was another straight from fucking Star Wars. Let's put on fucking Stormtrooper fucking outfits and walk to the fucking plane that sh- probably shouldn't fucking work. This is, that's where it got to, I mean, I get it. It it. Ah. I it's know. It's pain homage, it's, it's, but it was like well, no,
0: I thought this was going a little bit going big. I don't think it was pain homage. I think this was going a little beyond and and having their own fun. Yeah, it jumped the shark a little. It okay. jumped the shark a little. I don't, I don't to think me it, it did. The shark. I loved the argument they had. Uh, like why the hell did you come back? And you know that that, that I I thought that was well well played out. Um, I liked their demeanor when they were stealing the the plane. It just it was comical, but it still still felt real. Uh, so so I don't think I, was- this is this
1: is where my disbelief I couldn't shut it off because I was like, <laughs> like um, they just stole an old ass plane that pro- why it was even armed to begin with was fucking beyond me like why they got it fucking almost mothballed but yet it's still all fucking armored up and it's yeah. all ready to go.
0: I yeah you know they did nothing to actually explain who this enemy was and and not only I, that but you don't just leave planes with fucking
1: rockets and shit armed like you just don't do it. That's just that's just fucking military one oh one. You don't have a fucking plane <laughs> with rockets that are ready to go on a fucking plane. that's fucking mothballed. I mean, he's in there like look like, look like half the buttons were gone. I mean that shit that would be like taking let's let's go uh let's go do a Daytona five hundred and a fucking old bug we find in the garage. It just it, you're not gonna
0: win. You know, it's just it's well, it was a little too well, much. They, they they did address that in that in that there was no way that this this Plane was going to be able to. He beat two fighters. He beat one because they thought he was on their side. So that wasn't like he used. I mean, that was a a, a very effective tactical way of yeah. handling so the situation.
1: Didn't he shoot? Didn't he shoot one down because he did his fucking? I'm gonna do my scare my sky breaks uh, thing in the midair and come behind him and shoot him. No,
0: I don't think so. No, he didn't do that. He did. See, I only got. He I only got breaks. to see it once. He did the breaks, but he didn't take the guy out. I think he was just able to kind of like do some fire I thought he, he was... blew I thought he
1: blew up two of them three, no. two out of the three when he was in the f-14 and then and then hangman came in and saved his ass because he was out of bullets uh um... I mean, if I'm not mistaken that's I believe that's what it was and and that's where I mean no I think this he is, just. I think he just got yeah. one I could be anyways kidding. he he shouldn't have been able to take off I'm just saying anyways this is where to me it got a little bit like I, I great I love the movie I think it's fun this is where I kind of go, okay Tom Cruise, you're being a little too calm cruisy.
0: Yeah. Right? I, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. I think this is why I think this third act is why the movie crossed a billion. I mean, I think <laughs> I do. I don't think (laughs) the first two acts would have got it there. I think it's because I I don't know it it jumped the shark is if that's what you call it. I know they they pushed some boundaries and, you know, it was interesting hearing the the actual fighter pilots talk about this stuff, how they said, you know, it's far fresh that he's going to be able to get that plane off the off the runway that's broken down. He said, but it's not. It's not impossible. I, I thought, okay, well, that's cool. They actually made it so it wasn't impossible. You know, so they were, they, they still kind of. The problem is, is everything them. he does is like, well, uh, that probably ain't going to work, but it's not impossible. That's the movies for you, though. I mean, that's what makes this a movie and not, it, a, it's, not it's a, a, a history. There's a hundred, uh, hundred things that could go on. 99 of them
1: probably wouldn't work but they're not all impossible. Yeah. So
0: all what, of uh, Okay, so what about Star Wars? I mean it's kind of the same thing. You're you're telling a story, you want to be but but you want this. I mean, so that's no, what I, no, think, I I that's why I think this is a balance between trying to get it right and also telling an exciting story. And okay, they, I thought so they both well. <laughs> here's, I, think, here's, I thought they pushed put them together in a well. I, I think they, there's a lot of holes, but uh, Here here's here's what would have worked for me. <laughs> It, and this 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 is
1: legit. Like I would have like I would have left that theater fucking balling my eyes out, loving every minute of it. Going, as if somehow maybe at the end they don't they don't make it. Like they don't make it all the way out. But like somehow he he rescues Rooster. Like I think him just getting shot down, saving Rooster the first time, and then and then not have Rooster come back and fucking you know repay the debt and and save him and then have to drop down then go into this fucking finding nemo bullshit across the fucking land like it just got a little crazy like end it with with him with him sacrificing himself for rooster and then leave it at that you know what i mean like maybe we don't find him maybe 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 that's where the 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 movie ends and then they go through like that like i think that would have had a little bit higher emotional point for me like I would have I would have been like oh fuck oh my god like he did all this for these guys he got the mission done and he sacrificed himself at the end to make sure that these guys got out like that would have been that would have been fucking cool for me and then but no the whole like no we got to have the same where he comes in and saves him at the end and then he saves him and then they do this fucking incredible bullshit that is bullshit you know, it, it, that's I where it think, got I think smooth.
0: that that could have made a better movie. You're right. I don't think yeah. that would have fit in with the Tom Top Gun movie, though. I think I. Think oh, wouldn't it, it, no, no, I wouldn't think, have fit in with Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah, right. That's true. He doesn't want to. Yeah. Hey, that's what I mean. Like hey. that's what that's where I that's where Tom Cruise bugs me. One of the, one of the things I was doing while I was watching it the second time, we I was in a. You know, we saw it with a pretty good crowd, but when I went back the second time, it was a later showing and there were some obnoxious people around that I was just trying to tune out. So, but but I was busy in my head mathing um, and I couldn't. Oh get, so I was looking at Miles Teller going, OK, he's supposed to be playing Rooster from Goose's Goose's Kid. So Goose's Kid was like, I don't know, four years old in the original. So, uh- Four years old would be young. I I would have said he's probably more about six in, okay. in the original. Okay, okay. But I was maybe I was just getting given given him some extra years to try to try to make the math work a little bit better. But but if this takes place, let's say this takes place in 2017, because that's probably around the time it was shot. I think that's fair. You're still talking yeah. 17 plus 14. Uh, that's yeah. 31 plus your six years. It means that Miles Teller is playing. As Supposed to be seven about 40. Years. Thirty-seven year old. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that that seemed a little like they they got their math wrong a little bit. Well, okay. So the
1: whole the whole premise is this should have been this should have been about twenty years after Top Gun. Okay,
0: okay. But, but did they say that? Did they say, no? And that's and that's where I think that, using, that's where using, I think, they mentioned the F 35s and stuff. So they're they're certainly yeah. not. They should have, they because not only that, but that would have put, okay,
1: I mean, if we look at Maverick alone, just Maverick on his own, he would have been in his late 20s at the most, mi- mid to late 20s at the most in Top Gun, yeah. right? You know, with, with Academy and getting to become a lieutenant and a fighter pilot and going through Top Gun, he would have been fucking at the youngest 26, 27, 28 Right now we're talking 30 something years later. If we just get, we don't even give it the extra six. We just give it the 30 right now. We're talking him being in his fifties. No fucking way. (laughs) Is that guy out there being that like, no, that just doesn't happen.
0: I I actually wrote some, I, I got some, I looked up some stuff on both of this. Um, so, the final scenario for Maverick would be if he were retired but retained in service. A scenario that keeps individuals in uniform after reaching their statutory retirement. Generally speaking, cases of individuals being retired but retained are rare, but not unheard of, according to Naval Personnel Command. Personnel Command. So it looks like old Maverick's, uh, old man Maverick's time in the Super Hornet wasn't just a product of some silly script doctor's imagination. So they did kind of give it that. But I, this is this is this is what I thought was 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 more fun because they talk about. Um, the oh gosh where is it it's it's the death the death dream theory uh this had to do with dressing oh Roosters, i heard Roosters this too oh my god the, the death dream theories yeah it's a maverick and rooster act as if they haven't seen each other in years due to tom cruise's character pulling his admission papers so if Maverick was dead in Top Gun 2, he would imagine Rooster physically resembling himself the last time they saw each other. So basically it's this theory that this whole movie is a dead, Tom, a dead Pete Oh, Mitchell. he died. He, he and, died and, when and this is when, like okay. his death fantasy heard, or something. I, I heard about this.
1: I heard, I heard about this today and I was like, oh, shit, that makes way more sense. <laughs> he, and, and because when he did the whole Mach 10 fucking thing and the plane blows up, he didn't have a chance to eject. <laughs> that motherfucker like i do not believe that he survived that for one right so, so that
0: makes more- so he's dead <laughs> that this, makes this way more of, sense this is purgatory and he's like going through a test on whether or not he can get into heaven or hell and it, and, and it makes can, way more sense Yep. and if he can sacrifice way more himself sense. for rooster and uh that that's his not only that but he came up with a fucking <laughs> stupid
1: game where you play football both on offense and defense at the same time that is dumb <laughs> i'm sorry I, just go back and play beach volleyball. That's what we really wanted to see. Either that, or or only play fucking offense and then defense. Don't don't make some bullshit game up that doesn't make no sense. Cause yeah, I mean, granted we we got we got the okay. So here's the funny thing: is uh, I listened to a podcast, and I actually listened to him before, and I thought it was it was like a a chicks chicks guide to dude films or something like that. And I and it's 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 some girls from Australia. A lot of fun the first couple times I listened to them. This one I literally had to uh, stop listening to because it became just nothing but them, fucking, like orgasming over the fucking actors uh, uh, in this new movie, like uh, Miles Teller and some of the others. And like they were t- they started talking about that football scene and um, it got it got disgusting. It literally I was like, <laughs> oh my god, you guys talk shit about guys talking, you know wanting you know are are fantasizing about women in movies this is bullshit but so, which it shows you, like we you know, we talked about how how did they get women to go see Top Gun the first time, right? They had the volleyball scene and stuff like that, and and everybody sweated from everywhere, all the time. Well, <laughs> this is how they got women, you know, women to see this one is they they did the same thing. They got these, they got this, you know, set of guys, sixteen, seventeen, or whatever, and I guess there was two females in there, and they got them playing beach volleyball or uh, beach football and you know <laughs> stuff like that. And so I, I just. Yeah, no, I, I like the I like the death uh, death dream uh, stance. Uh, <laughs> it makes way more sense than than anything else. Because man, I mean, but s- still, great movie. I, I mean, no matter how much I bullshit and talk crap about it, and 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 pull up these these points that like this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. I can't yeah. stand this. I still loved it, yeah. and I walked out of there going, oh my god. And I'm so bummed. I wanted to go see this again. I, I was gonna try and go yesterday, and I was gonna go try and go today, but it just didn't work out because of a bunch of other shit going on here sickness and housework and other whatevers Um, but yeah I was I was kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to see it again I will I will I do want to see this again in the theaters, and a lot of people even talked about. And I wish I wish we had a better uh, avenue to do this, but to see this in IMAX, they say, is incredible.
0: Yeah, they shot. In, yeah, was the whole thing shot in IMAX, or just just some? Um, I believe it? most, of,
1: uh, at least the the air the airplane stuff and a lot of the the fighting uh, was done in IMAX uh, the cameras. Only,
0: the only movie I've seen in IMAX, I think, was 300, and that was and that couldn't have had much. I think that was just in an IMAX theater. I don't know if it actually shot. With IMAX cameras, so I
1: have more. never seen anything in IMAX. I've never been to an IMAX theater. Huh? Which I mean, yeah, we I, have I one
0: in San Coast, Francisco, but uh, I don't think we have. I hate
1: going to yet. San Francisco. Yeah. I hate, I hate that town. I hate going in there. So for me, it would be like uh, it, I would rather go to Oakland than San Francisco, personally. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just don't like anything about that place. Um, this this movie was. <sighs> I you know I didn't look into to how much the navy you know did did they pay the navy to use stuff but I know they they got another aircraft carrier they got some other cool stuff um I think they got to shoot a couple more missiles this time to film and stuff like that <laughs> that was critical cool. um this is this is a fun a fun movie and um this is one that like uh when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever it is now I mean I know we're in the the two thousand twenties, uh uh everything's in Blu-ray or four four K or whatever the next iteration of that's gonna be. Uh I'll probably get this. Um, unless I know it's gonna jump onto one of my streaming elements really quick <laughs> that I have. Um, I I probably buy it anyways I do that with with stuff that I enjoy watching over and over again. I ha- I have a hard time <laughs> trusting that streaming will
0: always be there. <laughs> it's like, nope, got to have it. Uh You and Cindy are the same way. So we we've, we've had a collection of DVDs back in the corner for the longest time. And we were I'm building the a new dog crate for our dog, custom go- dog crate, and I had to it was like that's the spot to try to go in, so it's, you know, she wanted it she she endorsed it and so it's like well okay we got to we got to do something with this and you know she it it's always a question of she knows we don't need this it's just like well maybe you can get rid of them when I'm not around or something <laughs> but uh, oh so
1: Not even just like, can you put that in a box for years so I can think about it?
0: (laughs) We've got so many of this stuff available streaming, but I I know it's. sometimes there's uh, the possession is just kind of exciting that we, Mm -hmm. our problem is we've got all these DVDs. We don't have a fucking DVD player. So it's not like, (laughs) I mean, my, my, my daughter took the. (laughs) Took the, oh, the PlayStation, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, because that would do it. But uh, but now we just have a Roku. That's all we got. So. You,
1: you know, it's funny. I, I actually my, have a... Actually,
0: I could probably do it on my computer here. I got a disc player.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. You'll figure it out. You're, you're, you're IT Steve, so you'll get it. <laughs> um, I have a box of uh, uh, Disney VHS tapes.
0: Yeah. yeah we like, and I, I, <laughs> I mean... We the clamshells, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I've got probably 60 of them and I'm, I don't know if any of them are worth anything or not, but it's like one of those, it's like, it's such a hard thing to just like, no, go ahead and throw those out. I, I can't do it.
0: I was working at Best Buy when one of them came out, uh, this was, you know, 25 years ago or so, but little, uh, little mermaid, uh, no, it wasn't that, but it was the same deal where something on the cover, they pulled it like the day they never, it never made it to the sales floor but i i got a hold on so i can't remember what it was but it wasn't little mermaid i know they had like the, <laughs> the, the we do have a little mermaid, dildos but i don't i don't i think they did they rebrand it or something did they put something did they redo it
1: uh, i know on the little mermaid it was because they had like the the artwork had dildos in them
0: yeah well it was just i don't i don't think i mean i do think they had some intentional stuff in there that they've called out like when you know, the leaves go and it says like sex or something like that. And if you pause it, the, the, the
1: sky, item, yeah, that's the that sky and... or something. <laughs> I thought that, oh, you're right. It might be Pocahontas. I thought it might've been Lion King, but yeah, it does. It says sex or whatever. Ew. But you, I mean, you have to put in an edge of like, oh, okay. I can, if I do this and this, it's like, I mean, you got to work for it.
0: Yeah, it's some, it's not it's some pervy illustrator in the background going, "Oh, I'm going to throw this in and no one's going to notice." <laughs> that's in that's in everything. I mean, come on. It is just that's that's human nature. It's like Fight Club yeah. when we got the big cock that shows up for uh, oh, God you know, and makes the girl cry. <laughs> you know, she doesn't know why. <laughs> that's that
1: that one's pretty funny. That one that one's good. Um yeah, so I mean, when this comes out, I, I I'm I'm sure I'll I'll probably if I if I can't stream it right away, I'll probably at least rent it. I'll do a red box or something like that, just to, just to watch it. again. I want to see it in the theater again. Um, what,
0: what do you think made it? You know, I I was saying what I thought. I thought I think it's I think it's the third act and how that really escalated and brought back return audiences. I don't think the yeah. the previous part was enough to sell it. I think that was what really gave it pushed it over I, that billion dollar mark. What do you think made it well, such a must watch? I, I,
1: well, okay, so I think that there is a huge group of people that love the original, right? And there, there are the people that are, you know, probably our age, maybe a little bit younger. Probably anyone, who probably between their forties and sixties saw this in the theater, right? And uh, with the pandemic, there's been there, there hasn't been as many movies coming out, right? So right. the. It's, it's been watered down, so when, when you get a good one, you want to go see it in the theater. Now, I think this is a, a combination of both nostalgia and timing with, with the pandemic that people want to go see this in the theater, and word of mouth got out that, like, holy fuck, they really did it. They paid perfect uh, amount of homage to it, but also made an incredible movie with the way they filmed the flights and, and, yeah. and everything like that. The story itself is... Better than the original, but it's not. It's not like oh my god, that's gonna go down as like these guys fucking wrote the best story ever and it'll never be topped. Cause it's not.
0: I the, think the dialogue. I think, I think the original was more stylized. I think this one was was just.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It's it, it's paint by numbers. <laughs> right. It's like oh, we've got we've got Maverick, who's a fucking you know he's a hothead and he doesn't follow orders and. We got to figure out. I mean, the the whole thing. First off, like let's let's talk about how stupid the whole beginning is with him. Like, oh, he's on this big program that they're gonna, you know, shoot for Mach nine, and there's like twelve people in the room. Nah, if that's a if that's a big program and they're really fucking shoot for that, there's a bunch of people in there.
0: <laughs> it's not just when, like the. You know, when the the hypersonic. Plane goes over. Uh, the guy and the roof roof jump. That was that was real. (laughs) They were talking about that. They didn't expect that. So and they can only shoot it once. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No.
1: And that's what I mean. Is that's you're not gonna have a general driving down to tell you to shut it down. He's gonna be telling some fucking lieutenant under him to like, hey, call them and tell them to shut it down. He's gonna call another lieutenant that's there, and they're gonna, hey, shut it down. And he's gonna walk in there and like, hey, shut it down. But that's not cinematic. <laughs> I know because that, but that's what I mean is and that's what's that's why it's like, uh, okay, the story isn't fucking great. It doesn't make sense. Not only that, but had he known he was supposed to shut down and did the takeoff anyways, everybody in that fucking room would be ridden up and they'd be going to, uh, in front of a judge to see if they could even stay in the military and not go to jail. yeah, I don't especially think... if he blows up the plane.
0: I think it's 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 tough for these sort of popcorn action movies to 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 pull off realism, you know, by playing by all the rules, you know, you gotta have a little bit of uh, of excess. Uh, You gotta, you gotta, you can't trim. I mean, that that
1: Maverick would have never lasted in the military to begin with.
0: Yeah, from from the first time, from the
1: first time he buzzed the tower, they'd have been like, "Yeah, fuck you. You got no wings. (laughs) Get in the fucking Scully. You're fucking peeling potatoes. You stupid shit." Doesn't matter. He's a he was a lieutenant at the time. That's not shit. There's fuck. They shit out lieutenants. That's that is a low ranked officer. He is not fucking anybody. It doesn't matter if they think he's the best fucking pilot. He would have never fucking been like. They shit out pilots all the time. It just. But he, he was. He,
0: but, but he was
1: inverted. What? <laughs> yeah, he was. He'd be inverted on the potatoes too. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, there. That's part of it where I was kind of like, uh. But I mean, it it feeds into the story, and and I I liked. I like the buildup. And and I think for me, as much as I hate Maverick as a character, he showed growth in this one, right? He kind of like, he showed being a little bit older, which is, which is new for, for Tom Cruise a little bit, you know, he showed a little bit of vulnerability. You know, we got the pillow talk. Um,
0: I, I agree. He showed more vulnerability, but I didn't actually see the growth in that. I didn't see that grow from, I saw that that growth to me was omitted between the last movie and this one. He became mature maverick. I didn't see much growth in this, within this movie, though. I just thought that the choices he made were more mature, were more thoughtful and, you know, safer. You know, I think I've talked about that. One of the things I mentioned before this came out, because I think we debated on whether or not it would be successful or not. And I said, I thought that the the, the Russia-Ukraine conflict um uh, would give it a little bit of a boost because because people were possibly yeah they were they were upset with the russians for the invasion and what a better way of getting out your aggression by going and seeing tom cruise kick, <laughs> kick some big ass you know like like he did in the first well, one so
1: <laughs> and that's and they never and that's where you're talking about playing safe they never claim a country or anything no, I, know.
0: I mean oh yeah that's yeah yeah.
1: And they, they don't show anybody so that you can't see who it might be. They don't show. I mean, it's, it's very, very safe in that. Yes. And I agree. And and you're right. Maybe, maybe that's, I think the pandemic and not having, I mean, before this, what was the other, the next, the next big thing was probably Spider-Man. And, you know, it did incredible, but it, you know, it's also limited to that there's still a lot of people out there that don't care for superhero movies right right there especially in that uh, i think in that that the the age bracket that tom cruise's uh, top gun maverick uh, appeal to that 40 to 60 year old male not all of those are i mean i am but uh you know not all of those people are into the superhero movies there there's probably a big group of them especially the older the older uh versions I, you know higher up into the 60s 50s, 60s you know i think i think that's part of the reason why and in the lack of good movies in the theater i mean really I, I i haven't i haven't really gone i mean i saw love and thunder right which you know i i, I loved i know there's a lot of people bagging on i think it was great I, I don't think it's the best mc movie ever but uh top gun was was maverick was good um uh uh doctor strange spider-man they were all good but i don't i mean that's i didn't go i didn't i didn't feel the need to go watch um the the uh what's the jurassic park you know right world jurassic there, world uh, yeah you know where we domain, normally have all domain, yeah. these like every every other month it seems usually normally pre-pandemic there's always these blockbusters you got to go see and like there just hasn't been that for the last two years and i think this was probably the one and it also had two years of build-up two years of pumping people you know trailers out there and people are going oh it's coming oh it's coming
0: it's tom cruise he's coming you know and so it was it was a lot of that two years it was kind of an eye roll every every time you see oh When's this movie going to come out? Eventually, it's just a. But that's
1: what it would. But yeah. when it did, though, people were like, oh, fucking made it. Let's yeah. go see this. And, and I
0: mean, it, it made. Expectations. The word of mouth came out. And it's like, oh. This 126. Is 126 million opening weekend.
1: Yeah. 126. It It cost 170 to make. It made 80% close to, I guess, I, well, I don't know, whatever the percentage is, but it's close to 80% on the first fucking weekend.
0: And it didn't even—I don't think it has a China opening because cause on his <laughs> on his jacket he's, gotta, he's jacket. got a jacket. Uh, what is it? The Taiwan or what is it?
1: You know what? Fuck them. If they if they can't watch a movie just because it has a patch on it or doesn't have a patch, fuck them. You know what? I don't want to see any more Jackie Chan shit. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> you know I no. It's just I mean whatever. Uh, you know it, it cracks me up. You know, especially when you hear. Yeah. I don't want to get into it too much, but when you hear all the people bitching about all the shit in the United States and how we're so fucking this and those so this and everybody's so oppressed and this and that. And then you look at all these other countries that won't play a movie because two girls kiss or, oh, they they, they had Taiwan and, and China patches on their back. We can't play that movie. Like, are you right, fucking Taiwan, kidding me? Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. But yet but yet everybody shits on the US and like, oh my god, you guys are so oppressive. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> really? Go go live somewhere else once and then shut the fuck up because I don't want to hear it anymore. But anyways, great movie. Um Tom Cruise is gonna go down as a as a legend in, in films. Not because he's the greatest actor, not because he 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 um puts out the best films ever but because he consistently makes action movies fun um you know besides besides all of his other off-screen fucking antics that make him like a fucking crazy
0: dude well he's consistent make- yeah he's, cons- he's consistent he's consistent with his action movies but he it's not just action i mean when you look at Tropic of Thunder or you look at at <laughs> uh, What's the Magnolia where he, I think he was nominated for a (laughs) award for that. I mean, he's really, okay.
1: I don't know that one. uh.
0: It's not considered it's he'll, he'll, he'll make fun of himself at times like Tropic Thunder. (laughs) Well,
1: okay. Tropic Thunder was the first time we, I, I personally ever saw him make fun of himself and I was like, wait, Oh, did he just do that? Okay. I got to rethink this because before that I was kind of (sighs) like, Ah, God, he, he bugs and and he does, he still bugs me. I have a hard time watching him in a lot of stuff. But when I saw Tropic Thunder, I was like, maybe
0: I'm giving this guy a bad rap. Magnolia. It's a, it's a really long movie. I think this is, is this PT Anderson? I I believe it might be. Um, but, uh, he plays, he plays a motivational, uh, speaker that is very about, he's, he's, he's obsessed with the cock, the, uh, you know the male, the male presence, and and you know it's it, it's it's obnoxious, but it's such a dramatic role and and so effective that I almost think it was a little bit of a, a of a cut of cheek. Well, no, how do you do a drama well, and still kind of make fun of yourself a little bit? Because I think <laughs> he knew he had be kind of kind of come. He played a lot of male chauvinistic roles and stuff, and so this it was definitely taken up to 11 and, and, but then it, it created a, you know, became a much more vulnerable character as the movie went on. It was, in, it was a really quite a movie. Um, I think that was PT Anderson. Cause that was also, um, uh, uh, C. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that and had quite a,
1: what was the, What was the one where, uh, it was, uh, with Dennis Hoffman. Um, and he plays the, the autistic, um, Oh, Oh,
0: you mean, uh,
1: Dustin Hoffman. That's rain man. Dustin Hoffman. Rain Man, that's okay. You you wanted to talk about ones that he kind of bu- you know talk about
0: roles that bug me. Yeah, he bugged he bugged me in Rain Man. He he did that. Although I think I think he he was so perfect for that role, um, and he pulled it off so well. He was he was cocky. You you got annoyed with him, and 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 it took a it took someone like Dustin Hoffman in in playing Raymond. Uh, you know his character. To finally uh, calm that character and, and you know kind of find a vulnerability in Tom Cruise's character, I think that's a brilliant role. But I do I do understand why I can bug you. But I think that was <laughs> built into the character. You know what? I I, I, mean, I, I still recommend uh, Collateral, uh, which is okay. where he plays more of a hired gun. Uh, but it is it is a really solid role. I I own that's what I own on streaming on Amazon. I bought that at one point. Oh, look because, at you because. I can watch that a lot. That's something that, that I read. I just, I just think it's so sharp and it's good.
1: I mean, maybe this. I mean, we've talked about this before about doing uh, stars of a month, and, and yeah. maybe that's one we need to do. And and uh, I, I, you know, we got. I know got what your a couple movie's come. Yeah,
0: you want to do the samurai, the last samurai, and and I can. Oh, kind of... if we're gonna do Tom Cruise, we got to do Last Samurai. Yeah, but I'd want you to see a Collateral too. That'd probably be my. See now on that one. to
1: me that be that would be a good uh, payoff because I don't know if I've seen Collateral. So for me, uh, like going between one that I'm like this is a must see for everybody. Like uh-huh. this is a. I love this movie. To one that I don't know about, so yeah, I'd be good with that. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the other the 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 younger actors, right? The the, okay. the top guns in this, uh, right? Miles Teller, yeah, as as Rooster, right? Uh, that's Lieutenant Bradley uh, Rooster Brashad, who plays the son of Goose, right? He had to go with Rooster. That so cool thing is, is apparently all the actors were allowed to pick their uh, their call signs, and so he had to go with the 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 bird. Right? So he went with Rooster from Goose. Uh, He plays such an incredible son of Goose in this. Like, the mustache, the look. Like, you're like, yeah, I I could see him being the son of Goose. The cockiness, not so much. Because that was what was missing. Like, that was where the two of them... To to like Goose was so uncocky and so like he was the everyman in in the first Top Gun. He was he was the funny guy. He was the one that like he was the ultimate wingman. He's always got your back. He's always he, you know he's not the bravado guy. He's not going to be up front. He's got your back. Where Rooster kind of not so much. So so that was the only the differences I saw in the twos. But I am not a Miles Teller fan. Uh, I cannot see him in anything and not think of uh, the Fantastic Four movie, which was fucking <laughs> trash. And so, for me, yeah. when I saw him, I was like, "Okay," but he won me over a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I, I knew him before that, before uh, Fantastic Four, and and I think when I went and saw Fantastic Four, I already knew it was uh, you know it was <laughs> trash. It, it was already uh, dismissed as an epic failure, and so I was just <laughs> I, I went in thinking, well, maybe I. Can, find something. And I, and I, I'd always, uh, liked him. I know that you've talked about his scars and how they kind of bug you a little bit. I did some research and found out what those were all about. I don't, did, are, do you want to, talk? I, you know, I just, no, no, I don't know
1: about him. I just know that I see him and I'm like, what I mean, okay. I mean, he's got some scars, but
0: he was in a, he was in a car accident. It was, uh, he was dr- driving home from a music festival along with his friend uh, when the car flew three lanes of traffic leaving him flying out the window I, but i don't think he Oof. was driving uh, he's, uh apparently survival rate was um you know 0.1% he, you know he survived he had to get some pins in his shoulder they had to leave some of the shrapnel in his cheeks and stuff like that just because it was uh uh too dangerous 20 staples in his shoulder multiple facial surgeries so i mean it's all those are all real real in fact it it took a while for him to get legitimate roles because for a while people were casting him only when those scars kind of fit the role. Uh, Oh, I believe that. Like I believe became, that he became kind of typecast with those. And so, uh, there was, there was a role he did prior. I, I, I probably have it, but, uh, someone took a chance with him and, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he did, he did, he was really successful. Um, and so he ended up getting roles after that. But one of the things that he's got a movie out right now called spiderhead it's on netflix i think yep. um yeah yeah which also has um chris hemsworth uh, i don't yep. know if you i don't know if you've seen it but um i haven't seen it yet but i'm looking at it's the same director that did uh, top gun maverick so um oh, okay but it's also interesting in that um he he's in jail because he got someone killed in an accident and they basically recreated he goes flying out the window oh shit miles teller style and i'm curious i I was just thinking about that today looking going wait wait, i saw that movie and i wonder if that was kind of uh tough to recreate knowing that that's that's what (sighs) he he actually went through himself so anyway it's Uh, not it's not a bad movie it's not i don't think it was a great movie but it was it was
1: was i've heard i've heard some people trashing on it i've heard some people um I noticed in this one that the scars, I don't know if they they did some makeup or some, you know, how they do the facial touch up with some CGI, they weren't as prominent. Okay. So either he's had some work done or they're kind of going away, but no, I mean, good for him. I mean, that's a a tough break. I just, he's one of those guys that he has a look and I know him from a movie and it it was such a shit movie that it's imprinted on me, right, we're talking about imprinting. So, Miles Tellers has been imprinted on me as a shit-fucking-guy from, from Fantastic Four. I think he did a great job in this. Uh, I think he played that that character perfectly. Um, some of the others, we got Monica uh, Bar- Barboba as Bar-Boba? Uh, uh, Lieutenant Natasha Phoenix uh, Trace. I think she did an incredible job uh, as one of the pilots. That she's kind of one of the main uh, pilots. She gets selected for the final mission uh, believe everything about her. I believe, you know, she, she, she has a, a personality that stands right up with those guys. Like, you know, that's, that's one of those things is, you know, we talk about diversity earlier and, you know, there's not probably not a lot of female pilots. Uh, I don't believe, uh, this was put in there as like, Oh, we're just going to, you know, they, they throw her in and and she has a personality that like, yeah, fuck, she's just going to do whatever the rest of the guys do and, and do it better and and work hard. And I, I, I thought she was a great character. Yeah. Um, and then so her uh her uh god I can't remember what the name was we came up with the, the guy that sits behind her and that does the the aiming and the you know Wizos. that was uh, is... Luke... Yeah, that was Lieutenant Bob Floyd played by uh Lewis Pullman who is uh he's he's got a famous father um can't think of the guy's name right now but Pullman uh he Bill, to Bill, me Paul, Probably Bill Pullman. Bill, yeah, okay. He to me was one of my favorites because He's one of those guys, like, it just shows that you don't have to be this machismo asshole to be in a job, like, being a pilot or you know being that badass so you don't have to be this fucking macho you know like ah you know alpha male bull like he was just a guy and he does a job and he's good at it and And i thought that was kind of cool and and I, I listened to one podcast and they were talking about oh well he's just there for the the nerd representation i'm like nah dude like don't go there that's that's <laughs> not what he is he's yeah he's the everyday guy but he's also the nice guy like Nice guys aren't, don't always fucking finish last, right? Sometimes the nice guy can be that badass, and when you need him, you know, and and he he did his shit when he had to. So you know, you don't you don't always have to have this bravado style to be that kind of guy. And and I think it was kind of cool that they had a character like that, because the rest of them were like so over the top with the fucking. You know the testosterone overload and the alpha male and alpha female and alpha like you know, and he was just kind of like, Nah, nah, I'm just here. I do my shit. You (laughs) know, and I I I loved it. That's I'm like, that's the guy. That's the guy I want to be friends with. Yeah. Right. That's the guy I want to be the to be my wingman. Or or realistically, I mean, I don't know if I want to be that guy. I like being alpha male too, but uh, you know what I mean. I I kind of like having that guy as like kind of like a. Well, inside of me, that's really who's there. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I, I liked his character.
0: Weapons Systems Officer, WSO, or Wizzo. I think that's what that's what he was. Yeah, Rizzo, his, Rizzo. His, yeah, his special specialty. So. So, well, I, uh, I, I think, I think you and me, uh, you know, you're the hangman. I'm the, I'm the wizard. Or, or maybe, maybe you're the, maybe you're the Phoenix or something. I don't, I don't know, whichever, yeah, whichever. I'll be your Phoenix. I'll be your Phoenix. Well,
1: you, know, you also have, uh, there was Jay Ellis who played uh, Ruben, uh, Lieutenant Ruben Payback. Uh, he was also a Rizzo. Um, I believe Payback was, or no, Fanboy was, I'm sorry, Fanboy. Danny uh, Ramirez who played Mickey Garcia was Fanboy. Uh, we had Jake, uh, Lieutenant uh, Jake Hangman, I don't know his last name there, but, but uh, played by Glenn Powell. He was actually up for the rooster role at one point, um, and I guess uh, him uh, and Miles Teller and one other went to meet up with, like, went to the house of of Tom Cruise and met up with him and talked to him and stuff. And that was part of their addition. And, uh, Glenn Plow was so close to getting the role that they're like, no, we're going to, we're going to have you be this other guy. And they amped up hangman's, um, portion in the movie or, or, uh, personality in the movie to, to give him a bigger role because they they enjoyed him so much. So I thought that was kind of
0: cool. I I liked how he played out in this. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think any of these side characters they really turned into an asshole so much. They kept. Well, he was
1: the Iceman. He was um, the Iceman. He was almost he was like Ice-
0: Iceman and Pete Mitchell combined into one. You know, the Maverick <laughs> Pete, You know, kind of had a little bit of both of them. But uh, um, one of the things that uh, both the I watched a couple of YouTube videos with pilots talking about it that had been through Top Gun and and they commented on the the ego the the. You, you, God talk, God. you talk about that and it's, it's legit. I mean, there's, there's not, there's, there's a lot, but there's a lot. One of the things that they represented well is that people own their mistakes really quickly. There's a lot mm-hmm. of banter and stuff like that, that we're trying to show off and, you know, alpha male, alpha female, like you were saying, but, uh, but there's a lot you people completely own their mistakes and, uh, right. and, um, I thought that was good. And, they did a lot in this movie to really represent how the pilot makes the, it's not, it's not so much the the plane, it's the pilot. And that, and, uh, right. That was a huge part of, of really elevating that, you know, this, this wasn't a bunch of drones that were flying around, although maybe Top Gun three might, might go there.
1: (laughs) Talk about a boring fucking thing. It's going to be, it's going to be a bunch of drones and, and, uh, Tom Cruise.
0: I totally thought (laughs) when I heard that they were talking about possibly doing a Top Gun two, I hope they don't. I do a three. No, I meant I meant a two. When I thought when I heard, I thought that they would oh, okay. address it more from a drone standpoint of like like how drones have taken over and turned it more into a drama. And I, I couldn't see. I'm glad they they didn't do that. Uh, yeah. But no, there's a lot of talk about making another like a Top Gun. Threat. I
1: hope they I hope they don't. Yep. I really hope they don't. <laughs> um, I you know it's funny you talked about that. Uh, uh, you know it's one of the things, and in, in this comes from my my experience in the military is like yes there there are. There are a lot of alphas uh, in the military, right? And and it's one of those things is, it's not a bad thing. It's not like they're trying to demean each other and stuff like that. But it's like when you're in when you're when you're in the shit, basically, and and, and whatever it is, whether you're in the army and it's in combat or you know in the navy and you're underway and, and shit's hitting the fan, you're on underway to evo- evaluation or uh, evolution. When you got to do your job, you can't second-guess things. You have to fucking jump up, and everybody has to be that guy. You can't just stand there waiting for someone to tell you what to do. And so uh, it's one of those things you want a lot of alphas uh, that can do that. And, and it's one of those things that I found, like, especially on my boat, is, uh, you know, we had a lot of things, you know, shit going on where we had to do stuff, whether a search and rescue, uh, you know, or when whatever it was you had to jump up there do the thing and, and 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 be able to react whatever and it is one of those things is like yeah you got a bunch of alphas but in the end of the day they're all looking out for each other they all got each other's back so even though you got a bunch of alphas there's there's no one ahead of there's no one head of the pack that just fucking bites down at everybody else It's kind of like everybody's got it back and i saw a lot of that in this movie um more so than the first one, where the first one is like you know you had Iceman and and Maverick, you know, oh I'm better than you and I'm better than you, and then and they took it to a point where they they didn't get a lot, where this one it seemed like they kept pushing each other to be better, mm-hmm. and and who who was gonna be better and and yeah you're on top and everybody's and you, and you you know you're you're talking shit and you're being on you're you're playing king of the hill, but you know what you reset it and everybody's going again and and someone else might be king of the hill and you're okay with that. And so, I thought that this was a better movie for that aspect of it too, and I I like that. Yeah. And so, it, it, it's one of those things is that it in a in a situation where you have pi- fighter pilots where they, are I mean, you're talking life and death at, at at little moments. You know, they're they're flying through. I mean, God, that was the other cool thing about this movie is the aspect of them. Right, having to be under the the hard deck, right, the hard hard deck of a hundred feet or whatever, and flying that close to the ground, like think, like, I mean, you've ridden a motorcycle, right? <laughs> yeah. Think about like, okay, wh- I want you to drive a hundred miles per hour on this fucking windy road, you know, and you've got inches where if you go outside of this inch, you're fucked. Yeah. Like how fucking, I mean, your sphincter would be so fucking tight. (laughs) Like, I, I, I mean, truthfully, I would have a hard time. I mean, I, I'll be, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I am not a, a, a dangerous motorcycle rider. I am. I fucking pull back. I ride slow. I am very careful. I don't like, yeah, you're, I don't like dragging
0: my knee. If you're a dangerous motorcycle (laughs) driver, you probably don't make it to our age.
1: (laughs) Right. And well, but I mean, there's, I mean, my cousin, He goes out and does track days where he's dragging his knee and shit. And I'm like, dude, that, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. That just, that's just not me. I mean, everybody has a different level of it. And so it's, it's interesting. And, and, and that was a cool part of this too, is, is, is them going through that cavern and flying close and fucking, oh my God, the, the, the cinematography of it. Like there is no CGI in that where they're, you're seeing the background float and the You know, mountains move and you're like,
0: whoa. Yeah.
1: Like, I literally, I, I, my sphincter was tight for a lot of those, those, of those scenes. Absolutely. I, I I was, I was clutched up. So I, I, it's such a good movie. I mean, uh, we, we touched on, um, the one other, the one other character I want to talk about real quick is, uh, Bashir. Oh my God. I'm going to fuck his last name. Sal, Sal Houdin. He played, uh, it looks like warrant officer Bernie Hondo uh Coleman he was uh he was kind of like the uh the right-hand man of oh, sure. uh, Tom Cruise, and uh so it was interesting like i i thought that was a weird character because he didn't have he didn't have someone in the begin you know in the early where he had like a a he almost seemed like an alfred to batman to me in a way <laughs> like he was just like it it was kind of a weird character and I was wondering what you thought of that because it's like, it doesn't fit in the you mean to the
0: kit, to the commander. The, he was the Alfred to the commander to, to no, he the, was, uh, the, he, John he Hamm. was, he, no, he's the Alfred to, to, uh, Pete to Mitchell? Maverick. Okay. Yeah. But he was always with the commander. He was the one that was always like next to the commander. Well, he was kind of, well, but that was because the
1: commander came in and he was there because Mitchell was out in the plane or whatever and so it's it was like he
0: oh wait it's, which, which it's guy like are we talking a, about are, are we talking about uh, the guy that says you know he's uh, the one that goes that's the only face I got you know yeah, he goes, okay, I don't that's like a that different face guy. that's not I was thinking of the guy that actually was next to the commander that, would, that said you know you're you, uh, it was kind of like putting no Patrick no in his place at, at oh yeah then, no that's another the that's end, another and the end he ends up kind of giving him kind of a, a salute i thought he was kind of like the alfred to the commander but no no, no you're okay talking yeah. about, you're talking about the one that was there when he was testing out the cypress uh, yeah the yeah plane, and well Cyprus then he plane,
1: ends up and,
0: yeah on the plane and he put, and he follows him to to <laughs> top gun yeah yeah. i'm like it's the only I expression like, well, i got i know
1: <laughs> like it was a weird character to me because i was kind of like like you don't get personal servants in the military. Like what is what is this I, guy's role?
0: I bet yeah, what what was his role in in the military? I don't know. What was his role in the movie was for someone uh for for Tom Cruise, for Pete Mitchell to play off of because he was he was the peer. He was, you know, he had Jennifer Connelly, he had Penny that he could play off of, but that was an intimate role. He still had to yeah. he had to be who he was. Uh, in in his fighter pilot role and kind of be able to to talk. So I'm I'm just saying they they probably put him in there so that Pete Mitchell could could deliver some dialogue <laughs> and not have to play up as the teacher, not have to play up as the. As the well, love, I mean he does have interest and you know <laughs> he
1: has a, he has one of the cool lines in there where he's like I don't like that face and he's like well that's the only one I got you know that and that was funny but like I got, like literally like I was watching I was like what is this who, who is this guy why. It, it just it was really odd
0: was that a so, nod to Tom Cruise always looking the same way since he since you know he's always looked the same way since oh my 19, god I didn't even think about that or, you know from that's funny
1: TV. if you think of, that's funny <laughs> if you think about that that would actually that makes sense like yeah that's and and if you he know, keeps
0: doing more Botox it's probably not going to move oh, much more so he really isn't going to have much expression
1: <laughs> well okay so the opening because it's, the the it's
0: frozen with Botox yeah <laughs>
1: The opening of the movie, right, we get Tom Cruise comes on and does this uh, PSA, right? This, like, I want to thank people for coming out and see this. It's something that's uh,
0: exclusive to the theater, so it's it's your way to buddy up with Tom Cruise. and So,
1: that's the first time I've actually seen him with some wrinkles, looking his age.
0: He seemed to do his whole, you know, when he went out to uh, promote the movie i i agree he kind of you know his hair seems a little bit less less yeah. stylized and his face is a lot more droopy uh yeah you're right I, and i was like i was like oh my god is maybe he, he's just is he embracing, he's trying to embrace the inevitable or get people a little bit used to the fact that that yeah he doctors <laughs> himself up he botoxes himself up for these i was i was wondering
1: that too i was like did he did he? Did he age himself a little it's, bit in the filming? Is that a little CGI aging to to seem a little normal?
0: <laughs> I think it's smart because, you know, I think there's nothing more anno- or distracting from seeing someone who has, you know, and usually, and this is because, this is because in, in, I find in movies, beauty is much more associated with women and, and beauty is something, is, is more something that you find in youth, especially, especially, uh, an actress that has been introduced through beauty. You know, you see a lot of, a lot of actors that come out, actresses that are, that are, you know, in their, in their forties or fifties, that get, get, you know, get famous and we don't associate beauty, beauty with those. And they're just, they're just like who they are. Um, but, but if you see someone, you know, Carrie Fisher, here's, here's someone that was Princess Leia and it was, it was tough to kind of adapt to her in the later, in her later roles, especially the new Star Wars, because, um, you know, she didn't, she, she didn't not, look
1: like her. Yeah. yeah. Even,
0: and, and Kelly McGillis from, uh, from Top Gun, oh. you know, you know, that it's, it's, it's tough. Oh. So, so I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good practice for people who, do a lot of uh, a lot of Botox or stuff to kind of put themselves out there in, in a way that, like he did when he was promoting, just to get people more used to it, because you can't do it forever. You just start looking fake.
1: <laughs> so uh, one of the things I learned about the original Top Gun, right, we talked about it originally, like how uh, Kelly McGillis and, and Tom Cruise didn't have really a great chemistry, right? They, it wasn't right. felt. And so one of, the, one of the things I heard in this podcast was like... Um, that it's been rumored potentially that that Tom Cruise is um, potentially gay and that Kelly McGillis, after after Top Gun came out a few years later, came out as also being gay, and that might be one of the reasons they didn't have chemistry. And I was just like, what? What? (laughs) I haven't heard all this. But it was just one of those things that I was like, the shit you learn 36 years later after a movie, (laughs) because another movie becomes big, and I was just like, what? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I I had never heard that Tom Cruise might be gay, but I mean, whatever. I mean,
0: I I'd heard that uh, John Travolta might be gay. I've
1: heard that. I've heard the John Travolta one.
0: And so maybe it's the Scientology been, thing. Maybe the. the
1: uh, well, it, it, I mean, there's there's been pictures leaked of him uh, uh, kissing a guy off his plane. Who? I've seen the John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, and his daughter came out. Uh, and and threw him under the bus, saying he is. And I was like, whatever, dude. I don't care. Like, fly your planes, make your movies. You're all good. It's whatever. I don't care who you sleep with off off camera. Fuck, play your character and be fucking good in the movie. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah so, Top Gun Maverick. Incredible movie. Uh, good job making a a sequel. Uh, I wish they would have come out and said like this is the date and and made it twenty you know ten years later so it's not or ten years earlier so it wasn't so. Cause I yeah thirty years after Top Gun those guys wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been the that group like Maverick wouldn't have been there Rooster wouldn't have been just the new you know young gun. Yeah, you're being Idiot.
0: generous with 30 years, because it was like 33 years when they shot it, and 36 yeah. years when it was released. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's what I mean, is like, let, let's let be real, matter of fact, I looked it up, and so they were saying uh, the age of Tom Cruise, uh, Maverick, would have been like, at the youngest, like 59, and they said the oldest uh, fighter pilot that ever in the in the u.s navy was like 56 yeah and he was like a special case and stuff like that and, and he wasn't even doing combat he was like literally like teaching so yeah it yeah. is what it is but fun movie it uh is. If you and, ha-
0: and that's what elevates <laughs> it it's like it's like you, you're not going <laughs> you have to it. learn a history <laughs> lesson but you do go in because you want to see some legitimate you know if you want to see some legitimate fighter pilot footage
1: oh right it's 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 one of the best fighter pilot movie things ever um if you haven't seen it i don't know why you're listening to us this deep into it but uh (laughs) i would suggest seeing it again in the theater because uh that experience is going to be huge the sound i mean unless you just got a home theater that is set up for sound and and spectacular visuals because that is what this movie brings
0: yeah, and if you're not a big fan of the first one, which some people aren't, that doesn't mean you're not going to be blown away by this one. So,
1: yeah, that's true too. Um, yeah, I've heard people to to say that the first one wasn't good, and, and I I question what they they consider a good. Like, <laughs> it's funny whenever I hear I listen to these podcasts and people bash on a movie and they're like, "Oh, this is shit, fucking," and I was like, "Well, what do you think is good?" You know, you never get that part of it. Like, I always want like they. There's certain people that like to bash on everything regardless of what it is. Like that's that's their just goal in life is to like shit on what you know you, they want to yuck your yum. Regardless of what it is. And to me, this is one of those ones is like Is this an Academy Award-winning movie? Probably not. Story? Yeah, it's not the greatest, but visually Fucking fantastic! Is it gonna get your adrenaline going? Yes. Is it gonna pucker your anus? Yes. Is it gonna <laughs> make you fucking wish that you could fucking fly a fighter pilot? You know, uh, a fighter plane against uh, an enemy fighter and and take them down and fucking shoot your chafe and do your thing?
0: <laughs> Hell, fucking yeah! And you say it's not an Academy Award-winning movie? I I guarantee you, it's gonna take a ton of technical awards. Uh, well,
1: okay, uh, awards, yes, so, and know. the and those, but those are the ones that like unless you're a geek about this stuff you you don't hear about it's not going to get a best a best director best actor best you know supporting actor best story it's not going to get any of those right. but yeah technically it's probably going to get a cinematography for sure like fucking it's done shit that like
0: it'll get a nod for cinematography and but uh, whether or not it gets the actual award we'll see but it could it could
1: well i mean i haven't seen anything out there yet that's beat it for for cinematography at least this year so i mean but you know that's i also don't care for that much (laughs) i don't look deep into it but um outside of that i don't know uh highly rated on imdb highly rated on rotten tomatoes uh it's killing it in the box office um i don't know what else what else we can say about this um
0: 1.24 billion currently is where it's at 2.4 Jeez. Well,
1: it's 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 broken every other it's broken like all the records like opening weekend for uh whatever it was Memorial Day weekend I believe. Uh it it's it's just broken record left and it's still killing it. um I went to uh I was going to go see it yesterday and uh it's got three showings at the local and I pulled up one of them and there's there was still like Oh, 12 12 seats out of like 40 sold i was like oh shit people are still going i yeah. figured i was gonna get the theater myself but i didn't end up getting go as it was but uh it is it is great um anything else you want to talk about on this one steve
0: uh yeah if you go see movies even you know to the theater uh, keep in mind the theater is not your living room i was so <laughs> pissed off watching it last week I was 10 o'clock it was late I think it was on a, it was the day before we were going to, we were planning on podcasting. So it was probably like Wednesday or something like that. Oh my God. Well, there was one guy who was drunk and kept yelling out, like looking for something like, Bruno is Bruno. I mean, he was just drunk, but, but, uh, you know, someone you just, if, if, if. Yeah, you know, he was a pretty big guy. I was, he probably would have would would have picked a fight if, I, if he decided to do it. It's just like, oh my god, I would have I had your
1: back. I'd i would, i have got you.
0: Oh, oh my god, it's like. Uh, anyway, so keep in mind. I know people have been stuck in their living room for two years, but just because <laughs> theaters have been open now for a while, it doesn't mean it's it's your living room. I mean, be a little right. respectful, especially for a movie like this. For a loud movies, yeah, cheer, do all you want and stuff like that. But man, just to try to. Try to be, a, be an obnoxious in the middle of the theater just because <laughs> you you want to get noticed. It's like what the what's that all? Yeah,
1: about? So, there's some idiots out there.
0: <laughs> so that doesn't have anything to do with Top Gun, but that had to do with my experience of Maverick last week.
1: <laughs> That's funny. You know, we went and saw uh, Love and Thunder, and one of the things I noticed is we sat down and like they have the little the the table things that slide over the front. They were fucking filthy. Like yeah. nobody went in and cleaned yeah. after. was Like what the fuck is this? I was like yeah. it was seriously yeah. gross. So, yeah, the theater experience has not been the best lately, but yeah. uh, it is what it is. I still love going to theater. I still want to go see I want to go see Love and Thunder again. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I know it's getting trashed on by certain people, but whatever. I mean, you're going to like what you like and you're not going to like what you don't like. So whatever. We're, we're a couple
0: uh, episodes into the final half season of Better Call Saul. I can't recommend that. Enough, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but uh, You know, you got to watch all, you know six seasons to catch up. So, right.
1: Uh, if you want to join us next week, we're going to hopefully, if, if all works out, we're going to be hitting uh Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Uh, Slash and Charlie
0: Ch- and the chocolate factory. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're, we're going to do the, 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 the original and then in the remake, uh, uh, the original with um, Gene Wilder and the remake with uh, Johnny Depp. It's,
0: it's interesting. Cause I think the, the, the original book is Willy Wonka. called Charlie and the Charlie Falcon factory. Yeah. The movie, the original movie, focused more on Gene Wilder, and they called it right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory." But it wasn't until Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. You know, that's interesting. I, I, I should probably
1: go check out the book then before we do that. But I read the book uh, yeah, when I was
0: a kid. So <laughs> I didn't
1: read when I was a kid. I didn't okay. do that shit. <laughs>
0: um, but no, um, we
1: got we got a guest. I, I'm hoping to get on. Uh, I'm going to try and make that. If not, we will find something else to do, and then we'll be back with MCU, Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel soon.
0: I started watching Miss Marvel after you guys started talking about it. I downloaded <laughs> it when I was in Maui so that I could watch it I so I could on watch the plane. It on the plane. I watched a couple episodes. that has got a good uh, you know it, it feels like Nickelodeon but boy it's it's good good uh, uh, it's moves good along and bad. Nicely. Okay.
1: It, it's it's good and bad we'll talk to it we'll talk to it at, at some point so for speak, sure it's speaking
0: Marvel. of of uh, chocolate factory you were talking about maybe doing a rooster based cocktail this year because a <laughs> top gun you could push it off till next week because i know they've got that that classic scene uh when they're going through the tunnel where the rooster appears or the the chicken appears oh, sh- all that that violent footage that uh, <laughs> would not be <laughs> I, I was thinking some,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking something probably blueberry based uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, I might do another chocolate martini. I, yeah. I enjoyed that from the first time I did that one. So tons
0: of options, but yeah, we might have right. to try to think outside the box or maybe go right, right for the box.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Awesome. We'll join us again next week. Uh, you can always hit us up on our socials. We have a Facebook group, uh, group also on our Instagram, or you can email us at the.hwsi.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, Hit us up with anything, like recommendations. Uh, uh, tell us we suck. I don't care what it is. Just let me know something. I, you know, an email that even I, I would, I would love that. Just come in and say, like, you guys suck, because that means you got to the end of the episode and got the email and said, you know what, I'm gonna tell these guys they suck. So, <laughs> except for you, Bo, you can't do it. Not you. Anybody, anybody else. <laughs>
0: But, Bo, if you do do it, make sure it's an email and not a text. You're right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us here on on How We Seize It. Uh, We'll be back next week with another fun episode. Uh, Join us then.
0: All right. Hail, Caesars. uh, I guess
1: that's it. (laughs) Hail, Caesars.
0: What
1: does that mean? Ah. Good, I got it.